0: Welcome to the Influent Podcast, developing leadership, building success, and influencing society. For more resources, visit us online at influent.life.
1: Hi, Bob Fraser here again with Jim Mufuccio, my partner, and we're back for Influent Live Season 2. So we have a brand new set. Hope you like it. Thank you, Andy. For your fantastic work, and um, uh, we are going to start uh, several new series this uh, this season. And this first one we're starting is called we're going to we're gonna call it rethink, rethink the kingdom. And we're going to be talking with Jim, who is one of my favorite human beings on the planet, <laughs> and my business partner. So we are business partners, and and uh, and honestly, this guy makes me great and I like to think I make him great too and that's that's when partnerships are amazing but, but uh, Jim is a real spark plug and it totally energizes me and we are going to be looking at the kingdom. What is the kingdom? This one, we're going to be looking at what is the true picture of the kingdom and I mean you have had a renaissance. Yep. right you have had a I mean you like are brighter you've just had almost like being born again again in the last couple years and it is around this stuff right it's around this kingdom rethink yep so you've just yes, been, you've just been launched mm-hmm. so so Jim we want to talk about the pictures of the kingdom give us the picture of the kingdom Here, oh where are you at
0: <laughs> the true picture who that's a tall order well, you know, uh, this is this is an ongoing journey, but, uh, you know, the Lord gave us, you know, probably the, the clearest picture is Jesus, of course, and, and uh, Matthew 13 is probably one of the most concise, um, you know, places where he just gives parable after parable of a picture of what the kingdom of God looks like.
1: And, and, and you know, before we, we, we jump into this, I mean, why is a rethink necessary?
0: Well, gosh, I, I just... I'm the kind of person that always thinks it's worthwhile to, you know, you, we kind of get going. We Take get, a look at the stuff yeah, that yeah, you've like, been
1: locked into and maybe yeah, reevaluate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: so maybe you're bumping up against walls and you're bumping up against things. And every now and then you sit and you step back and say, you know, wait a second. Who are we? Why are we here? What is this What is this thing we're involved with? What is this life that we're, that we're called to? And... And, uh, you know, God actually had, you know, we say to people, get a life. Well, God actually has one, and He, and he had one before we came to the planet even. And, um, in fact, we were just talking earlier tonight about, um, you know, First Chronicles 29, Old Testament. And God was a king before Jesus came to earth. God was still a king. It says, you know, it, it says, uh, everything in the heavens and earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. So, all of creation, you know, every king has a domain, and his domain existed before we came. So, um,
1: But, but the, a large part of the body of Christ does not have the right picture of the kingdom.
0: Right, yeah. Would yeah. you say that? Yeah, I'd say in the last uh, maybe 10 to 20 years, there's more people talking we, about the kingdom. We,
1: we don't think of it in biblical terms, really, right. what it is. Right. So, we're going to kind of take a take a gander at this. Yeah. What is the kingdom? Right. So, Matthew 13.
0: Okay, so we're given pictures uh, throughout Scripture, and we're going to obviously use Scripture as our guide here.
1: And there's a lot of pictures, of a lot kingdom of pictures. That Jesus gave. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and
0: and even Old Testament. You know, I, I think one of the, you know, uh, Daniel had several visions. Right. And in the Old Testament, so really starting there, uh, just as a, as, a, as a place to dive in, you know, in, in Daniel chapter 2, we're given a picture of. Uh, the kingdom it literally says that God in the days of those kings, and he's talking about a specific period in time and, and kings that, you know, the, that were in charge in that day in human terms. And in the days of those kings, the God of heaven. And it was the Roman Empire. W- yes, yes.
1: Is, is in context.
0: Right. The God of heaven will set up a kingdom and it will have no end, this kingdom. And, and, it, and it's spoken of as being a stone cut not with human hands, Right. That grows and becomes a mountain that that fills the earth and and crushes and puts an end to every other kingdom. So here we see the first picture of crushes
1: the kingdom, y- puts an end to every other kingdom. Right, right. And it becomes it starts as a that's almost nothing. Right, and becomes right. a mountain that right. fills the whole earth and crushes the other kingdom.
0: Crushes and puts an end to every other every that's other cool kingdom. Picture. So so <laughs> we. That's s-
1: not a picture that most people have of the kingdom.
0: Right, that's that's right. Um, so you have that, and, and then of course you have in uh, you know in the in Isaiah several prophecies relating to uh, Christ's first advent, his first coming, and um, you know there there's the you know for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and it talks about again about this kingdom of, of his government and peace. There will the increase of it, of the increase. Of his government and peace, there will be no end. So, so his
1: government will never stop increasing. It doesn't just say it'll never end. Right. It's not right. not just an eternal government. Right. It's eternally growing government.
0: Always mm-hmm. growing. And 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 the and the incredible thing is sounds like a
1: democratic government.
0: Uh, yeah, Sorry. not hardly, <laughs> not hardly. Uh, but we get to. But we're invited to participate, and that's the awesome thing. Um, but you know, it, it literally says that that. In, in case anybody's wondering you know i can almost see the, the prophet saying by the way the zeal of the lord of hosts will accomplish wow. this so it, it is the zeal of god to bring about this kingdom uh, now we're talking on earth this is where the ki- this is this is talking about this this heavenly kingdom and its heavenly that's king right. coming you know daniel
1: 2 was on earth right so right? so now and we're focusing in to, the to Luke earth. 2 was on earth that's right right
0: so so this kingdom will never so we should be it's important that we understand the context of our lives because we'll never outfaith we'll never outperform we'll never grow beyond the 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 size or the scope of what we see as the big picture mm-hmm. if our if, if, if we're if we if we feel like we're part of something that's shrinking and is being marginalized right. so then our lives so aren't going to be is very your
1: powerful. is the kingdom is it just being compressed and shrunken and attacked and diminished Until it's just worn down to a little nub, no, and then Jesus comes back to to bring the to to bring the kingdom. Yeah, well, this is another. I mean, that isn't uh, that isn't the picture Mm -hmm. in any Mm -hmm. of the kingdom scriptures. That's right, and
0: and it's interesting because you know uh, there's a lot of people that will even take the Lord's prayer, "Thy kingdom come," and and obviously the Lord taught his followers to pray that. Now he taught that interestingly before the cross and resurrection. We won't get into that, but. But the point is this, the kingdom came. The, ki- the kingdom that the Jews were looking for to come, when Jesus came, the, k- the king that would sit on the throne of David, the king came. Yeah. When, when John, Bap- John the Baptist taught, he, talk of, he talked of the kingdom being at hand, like, repent, change your mind, yeah. get your brains around this, it's Hebrews, <laughs> because what's getting ready to happen on the planet is significant and the kingdom is at hand. And then, of course, Jesus picks up on John's uh, ministry and says that uh, since the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom is preached and the violent are entering in. There was a violence that was required to press that Hebrew mindset into, well, we were looking for a political king, but Jesus said, no, the kingdom's here. In fact, I'm the king, and now the kingdom's within you. So Matthew 13. So Matthew 13, again, back to this. uh, So Jesus now talking about the kingdom. Jesus talking about the kingdom. doesn't get any better than, than the king teaching us about the kingdom. So, you have all the parables in, 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 uh, in Matthew 13, and, you know, the kingdom is like uh, a little leaven or a little yeast that a woman takes and puts in the, you know, puts in the dough and it causes the whole loaf to rise. Right. So, again, remember, stone to mountain, leaven, little yeast to risen and loaf. And, again, it's
1: gradual. It's gradual. It starts small. It's gradual. It's almost imperceptible in its growth right. pace. Seed form. But yeah. it has ultimate... Right um, outcome.
0: Yeah, absolutely mean
1: complete outcome. And he, he says, he says, until the whole lump was leavened. Right. So, right. So, the, the the literally the yeast was active until the whole thing is leavened. Right. So again, I mean, the, the, the pictures. Of it's the kingdom, all inclusive. They're all they're yeah. all synchronous. They're all locked in. Right. The same picture. So keep, right. keep going.
0: Right. So uh, then again, he gives another parable that the kingdom the kingdom of God is like a. A mustard seed, the smallest of, you know, and I know people have argued, well, it turns out it's not the smallest of, it. It, it, it's, it's not the point. Jesus wasn't doing horticulture there. He was trying to teach a <laughs> principle. You plant a small seed that becomes a tree, that becomes a shade tree, and, you know, it, it, again, small to large, internal to external manifestation, and then I think ultimately in the, in the coup de grace, this whole thing is, is the parable of the wheat and the tares. Okay. So, so Jesus, you know, gives this parable about the wheat and the tares, and, you know, the, the, His servant saying, you know, who planted these weeds in the garden? You know, should we pull them out? And the Lord says, no, let them grow together. And then He goes back later, and this is the part I love, later in the chapter He explains, in very simple terms, He explains the parable of the wheat and the tares. And I, and I love this. And, 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 and frankly, I think our... We really, with our eschatology or our understanding of the times, we really ought to start with the basic, clear, undeniable teachings. And this is a place where, out of the, out of the mouth of Jesus, he says that the, that the field is the world, and the one who planted the good seed is the Son of Man. Mm-hmm. So, that, that kind of marks time for you there, because when did Jesus, the Son of Man, yeah. start planting? So, we're talking 1st century AD, boom. Right. And the wheat th- are the sons of the kingdom, and the tares are the sons of the evil one. Right. And then, of course, back when he told the parable, he said, let them grow together. So we're in this let them grow together season, but it's really interesting because he says at the end, he, he literally says, let them grow until the harvest. And he said, the harvest is the end of this age, Jesus said. So again, from an eschatology perspective, the first advent of Jesus is when He started planting His kingdom, and at the end of this season, or this epic, or whatever you want to call it, is the harvest, and at that point in time, the angels are the reapers, and what do they do? Do they pull the wheat out? No. They actually remove the tares. So, the sons of the evil one, the so tares.
1: Th- so, the rapture is for the... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> we won't go into the rapture, but, uh, and I do believe there is one. I think we just have the order mixed up. But he so he so the tears, everything that offends and the stumbling blocks. And it's interesting because he doesn't say remove those out of the field or remove those out of the wheat field. He says remove those from out of my kingdom. Well wow. wait a second. I thought
1: I thought wow. the field I thought the field was the world. Well he and it started out, he said the world, and by the end he said out of my kingdom.
0: It's the kingdom. So guess what's happened? The stone
1: has grown well, and become and, a mountain. And so clearly the wheat wasn't like diminished, it wasn't beat up, it wasn't stubble wheat right. wheat, it wasn't pot wheat, like right. in the in little little pots, yeah. little planted you yeah. know, potted wheat in the corner. It wasn't survival wheat. It, right. It, it was it wasn't it was a tear a wheat field. field. It wasn't it was a tear a field. field. It was a wheat yeah. field. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and again it's giving the same picture of a victorious right. kingdom right. that's been handed to human beings to go Take this thing and, r- and run with it. Exactly. You know, I was exactly. thinking about. He he said. You know, he said, when I am in the world, I am the light of the world. But then he said, he said in Matthew five, you are the now light you of the are Lord. the light of the world. Exactly. You know, and so he's he's yeah. <clears throat> passed the baton to us of this. This kingdom seed, right? And he and he said the kingdom is like. He's there's there's right. no bones about this. Yeah, and this and, you is know, what his picture of the kingdom. And
0: what kind of a farmer do we think God is? You know, the son. If the son of man is the one planting wheat, and this is this is the interesting thing, because I went back and looked at all of Matthew 13, and there's several uh, agricultural examples given, specifically talking about seed and so you see that uh, you know the, the parable of the sower which i agree with you should really be called the parable of the soils but the point is when, when, when good seed is planted and it's received in a good heart and produces it doesn't just give you two a twofold return which is good in our world 100% a double return is, is, awesome, is good yeah, yeah a double <laughs> is good the minimum return this seed is so powerful this and, and jesus said this, th- what this seed is, it's the word of the kingdom. It's the word of the kingdom that we're talking about. And, and its minimum return is 30-fold. That's 3,000%. Yeah. Some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100. And then we're given the picture again of the of the mustard mustard seed growing. So so we, we have these parables, and then he gives the parable of the wheat and the tares. And it's like, why, why would there be anything in our expectation that wouldn't expect wheat to massively grow in this field if the one planting it is God.
1: And, so. and, and you think, I mean, okay, is a farmer, a farmer would have to be an idiot to <laughs> to plant wheat and not expect a crop, or, or to plant a crop, and then as soon as you get a little shoot, well, let's harvest it up. Right, Right. right. you're an idiot, well, God's not an idiot farmer. No, he, he's a He good is farmer. the farmer, he knows exactly what he's right. doing. He made a perfect seed, he planted it, and he is now letting that seed grow to, to fruition.
0: Right. And so, so we're given again, so you have this wheat and the tares, you know. And again, that ought to be, honestly, when we think about like where, where are we at in, in time and in context, that ought to be the picture on the box of the puzzle that we're trying to put together
1: our little lives right. in the midst of. So you of. have a, when you have a, a puzzle, a, a, jig, a jigsaw puzzle, there's the picture. Right. That is the guide, right? of right. How to put the pieces in place. Right. And you're saying, hey, these parables of Jesus. That, they're the picture. That's the picture yeah. on the box. Yeah. Well, let's fit our eschatology and everything else right. into the picture. And, and and that's easy to do. Honestly, Jim, I mean, every single parable Jesus gave at the kingdom has the same components. That's right. Yeah. And, and then the Old Testament ones, as we point out, has the same components. Right. He gave us a picture that is, you just can't argue with it.
0: Yeah, and then we're given, you know, the most quoted Old Testament scripture. It's a psalm, actually, in the New Testament is Psalm 110. And again, I just wonder why we don't start our, uh, our eschatology conversations with the clear teachings instead of moving. We, we open the box, don't look at the picture, and start digging out pieces and trying to put them together. Look <laughs> at the a,
1: picture. That's a scary
0: piece. So, so here's, here's one of those puzzle box type, you know, big picture words that we're given. It's, it's the most quoted psalm in the New Testament. And it's, the Lord said to my Lord, sit here at my right hand until... I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And it's repeated over and over again. And so, you know, people ask, well, when is Jesus coming back? I I, I like to say, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek. I like to say, I know exactly when He's coming back. He's coming back exactly when the Father says, now is that until that all your enemies have been made a footstool for your feet. And 1 Corinthians 15 tells us when He comes, He's coming to destroy the last enemy, which is death. Meaning so, other
1: enemies. Meaning the other enemies yeah. have been subdued. And, 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 but the parable of the wheat and the tares clearly shows there's tares. Oh yeah, And they're, and they're terrible. They're, they're <laughs> and they're, they're, they're alive, they're healthy, yeah. Yeah. they're, yeah. you
0: know. But, but I'll tell you, but they're losing ground. Because again, at the end of the day, I contend it's a wheat field. It's, right. not, a, it's not 50-50. I mean, we're not given the, the, the numbers. Do I believe the whole earth is going to be Christianized and everybody's going to be saved? No, but I believe the kingdom is going to be manifest at such a degree right. that we can look at, you know, we can look at some of the starts that have happened. Like, I believe America is a, we're not there yet, we're, we're not perfect, but there's, there's, there's enough kingdom seed, there's been enough kingdom leavening that guess what? For the most part in this nation, you can live a... Quiet, peaceable life, and all godliness and sincerity, which, you can which can the do Holy Spirit history. Yeah, and and, and there are you other know. nations where it's beginning where the, where the king. Hey, the bottom line is you know the wheat field. It's doing it's doing okay. It's growing. So be wheat. It's, yeah. So be wheat. We be wheat. We be wheat. <laughs> That's right. Don't be terrible. <laughs> so. so
1: okay, picture the kingdom, started small, growing continually, inexorably, which means right. it can't be stopped. Right. Growing. Large invading everything until it is complete. Right. That's the picture of the kingdom, and that is, I mean, it's just you gotta believe this. Yeah, you know, if you believe Jesus, you gotta believe this. This And and in history,
0: in history, this was the predominant thought in the church. This was the, you know, I've gone back and read some of the quotes from the early church fathers, And, and even now recently, there's been a lot of leaders that are, that are because they have this internally and this is what we get talking about our role in it but internally we have this dna in us to take dominion and to be the head and not the right. tail and to and to and to, ser- to yeah. rule by who, serving you want to be a loser
1: who wants to be a loser you know you know <laughs> it's like we're all called right. to want to be great right so second point we want to make today is man's place in this plan okay so this ever increasing kingdom man's place
0: right glad you asked so uh a good place to start is go back, always look at the beginning. Genesis is the book of beginnings. So, you know, it's, it's the Genesis 1 mandate. It's, it's what, you know, again, God didn't create, you know, the plants, the earth, the sun, the moon, the star, all this, and then say, oh, my goodness, I, I forgot. I need somebody to take care of this. Let's make man and let's make him in our image. And by the way, remember, from the Old Testament, from eternity, God is a king and he has a domain. So this isn't a new idea to him. He, he planned man and, and, and the creation together. Okay, The creation is geared for man's leadership. So he puts man in the garden and says, take care of it, have dominion over it. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it, or, 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 or manage it, to bring it under my rulership, because I'm a king, and frankly, I want to extend my domain, and I want to do it through human beings. Wow. The dignity of being created in the image of God, and, and, and given the, uh, the incredible dignity of you know, manage this part of creation under me. I'm the king of kings. You, you, now, you be little kings on the earth. and That's, I believe, what he called Adam to. He said, name the animals and, and do, do all of this and that. And so, we know, we know where that project went, and we know that we, we lost dominion at that point. So, God was, now, the interesting thing, Psalm 115 says that the, the highest heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth He has given to the sons of men. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, when God gives the planet, to men and says, men are going to be in charge of this thing, and man turns the, the, the dominion of it over to the enemy, to the evil one, God, could I mean, God could God, did He have the power to come in as God and say, well, I'm going to take it back from the devil? He didn't do that as God. Right. He did that as a man.
1: Right.
0: So, when Jesus came, Jesus came to get the That's planet. That's interesting,
1: right? He, yeah. so he I mean, gave I, man dominion and yeah. so he took dominion over it through a man. Right. Jesus, right. which is this is all the point of Hebrews. Right. The book of Hebrews.
0: In all the old all even before the first advent of Christ, God was working to find a man. He was working to get man back in man back in the plan, okay? Got to get everybody on the same scroll here. So he finds a man Abraham, you know, and he goes, you know, you go through the history of God's working with men and it's it's a phenomenal thing to me that that uh and you know in numbers 14 there's this statement this quote of God almighty it's it's amazing but this is when the children of Israel were getting ready to cross over into the promised land and begin again to take dominion okay so they were given the the torah of God they were given the ways the law if you will go into the land and and live like this demonstrate my ways basically the kingdom will get back to leavening the earth again gave wow. them that and so what what happened? They they believed the evil report of the two spy, or the 12, ten spies instead of the two, and they shrunk back. And so this is where Moses intercedes for them, and you know God's getting ready to 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 wipe them out. And Moses says, "Pardon them for your namesake." And uh, the Lord says, incredible statement, you can't get any more of a, a an affirmation of a statement. God Almighty says, "As I live." Like if I'm alive, as long as I'm alive, he goes, as <laughs> I live. Is, as long
1: as I'm alive, this is
0: true. Yeah, yeah. So, so pay attention to what I'm about to say, because I'm alive. The earth shall be filled with my glory. And that struck me about a year and a half back, because I was like, what does that have to do with them going into the promised land? And the answer is everything, because God's plan to fill the earth with his glory, which is his presence, his ways, his power, right. his domain mm-hmm. Is man is going to do it through human beings, so that was a little marker for me. Like, okay, God's so let's keep watching the timeline. God's trying to get man back in his place, under His authority to to spread the kingdom on earth. So then we have the, of course, uh, the first advent of Christ, where now the kingdom is at hand and the kingdom comes. And so uh, and so here we are now as. Uh, as these individuals that if, we're, if we believe in Jesus, if we've received the Holy Spirit, that we are, we are birthed into this kingdom now. And Jesus says that, uh, this is something we'll develop, I'm sure, later, but Jesus says, you know, talking about John the Baptist, he goes, John was this transitional prophet that he, he, he basically came to announce that the new covenant and the kingdom coming is here, it's now. And Jesus said, of John, there was no one ever born of a woman that's greater than John. That means David, Daniel, John, all go, all, go through the list, you know. John the Baptist, he goes, there's no one greater than him because he's come as the forerunner. And then Jesus makes another, another one of these God statements that puts you on tilt, he goes, but truly, truly, I say to you, he who is least in the kingdom is greater than John. Oh, that means the upgrade, I call it human 2.0. And by the way, it's the last upgrade that we need right. on this planet. And, and so, which,
1: this, is, Holy
0: which is the Spirit of God, again, which Holy goes back to, the, back to the to promises God. in the Old Testament to the prophets that said that, Behold, the days are coming when I will make a new covenant, yeah. and I will, I will put my laws in their mind, write them on their heart, I'll be their God, they'll be my people. The least Man. of these born of the Spirit kingdom people is greater light. than. than so, so here we are, the, so, the le- we're, so we are the leaveners. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. The light has come. The darkness isn't going to win. The wheat's going to work. You know, it may not work in our what we think the timeline is, but a lot of that actually largely has to do with us. Because back to the parable of the soils, right? So my little life, my little story, and His big story is what did I? That's why. That's why Jesus taught seek first the kingdom of God and righteousness, and all these things will be added. So, so I want to be. I want to take the part of the kingdom seed I've been given and I want to be a multiplier. I want to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it, yep. because I will stand before the Lord, as, as each of us will one day, and, and, and it'll be, were you a 30-fold, 60-fold, a 100-fold, or were you like the soil that the seed was on the side of the so we road? that want to that be the, leaveners,
1: we want yeah. to be lighters, right. we want to be salters, Salters, <laughs> putting, the, putting the kingdom under our feet. Exactly. So, big picture of the kingdom growing, continually expanding our place in the plan is we have been commissioned to do that right it's our responsibility right. since inception right. since since the original from the design. beginning and and i just
0: want to i want to make a point here that that uh, one of the most awesome scriptures that really ties us together is in rev that's that throne room scene again in revelation 5 when you know the lamb you know is worthy to take the scroll out of the out of the right hand of god and it says he's worthy because with His own bro- blood He died, and with His own blood He redeemed, He bought us back out of every tongue, tribe, people, yeah. He bought human beings back to His Father, and He said, and made us kings and priests, or a kingdom of priests, or a priestly kingdom, made us kings and priests, and what? And you, should go back and read it, you will reign on the earth, human beings. So it was like the scroll. Right. Guess what? Man's back in the plan because of what Jesus did. So it's game on. So right then is where Jesus, in the time of those kings, he will set up a kingdom that will have no this, end.
1: This is rich. And guys, this is so important. This is so important. This is everything. And uh, we're going to be exploring in, a, in a, this series of, uh, in, you know, maybe is another, you know, uh, 10 shows or so, that kingdom and what it means. So I, a lot of people, I, I think a lot of people would agree with this, yeah. but then they think, but gosh, it's not the reality I'm walking yeah. out. So we're, we're going to be exploring, wait a minute, how do we actually yeah. walk this out? And, and the, so the next one we're going to do is going to rethink the limitlessness of the kingdom. So this is where you have been so energized about possibility. And literally it's been it's transformed your life yeah. and transformed your business. And it's working. Yep, it's working. So we're we're going to be diving in here. So Jim, just just to wrap us up, um, uh, we want we want to ask God to open our eyes to see the kingdom, yeah. and our role into it. So you go ahead and, and pray for the pray for the folks. Yeah, and let's let's ask God for this.
0: Right, and pray for pray for ourselves while we're at it. So Lord, just uh, the the prayers of uh, of your apostle Paul. That's my prayer today, is that the eyes of our heart, the eyes of our those internal eyes that we receive. Jesus, you said that unless a man be born again, he cannot even see or perceive this kingdom. But if we've been born of the Holy Spirit, we have eyes with which to see. Paul said that those eyes, the eyes of our understanding, the internal eyes, yes. would be enlightened that we would know these things. We would know who we are, yes. know why we're here, and know the power, the resource that's available to us. And it's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, yea, and seated him at the right hand of the Father far above all rule. So it was a power to not only uh, live forever and have our sins forgiven, but it was a power also to reign and rule on the earth, which guess what? We were created to reign and rule on the earth. So Lord I pray that as as the weeks go on that you would stir our hearts, Lord, and open our eyes to see the grandeur of this plan of yours and our role in it, Lord, and that we would discover who we are and why we're here and how awesome you are working in us and towards us to fulfill what you've given us to do on this planet. So we thank you for the, the privilege of being called your sons and your kings in training in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Jim, is awesome. Awesome. Yeah, good stuff. All right, Fivers. Can we do that? (laughs) Yeah, we'll see you next time for season two as we continue Influent Live. God bless.